You're listening to The Grindstone, a philosophy podcast from Purdue University. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Grindstone Podcast, the official podcast of the Purdue University Department of Philosophy. As always, I am your host, Matthew Kroll. I am the academic program manager in the Department of Philosophy. And with me today is my giggling friend who's given me the giggles already. And apologies in advance for the giggle fest that is the introduction to Pat Fest. The Pat Bash. The Patapalooza. Patapalooza. As we might call That's it. That's right. That voice belongs to my guest today, postdoctoral research associate in the Department of Philosophy, Michael Augustine. Michael, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. It's great to see you, Matthew. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I am doing fantastic. We just had a wonderful conversation about football. Now we're here to talk about some philosophy. What could be better? What could be better on a ra- on a rainy Tuesday in West Lafayette, Indiana, than talking a little classic NFC North division, and then some philosophy? Um, point well taken. So we are going to jump back in time. We're going to get into the time machine, and we're going to jump back to last April mm-hmm. to introduce a special series of lectures we recorded that we're going to share with our Grindstone audience. Mm-hmm. So this is a little jump from our typical format, not going to be interviews, but talks that were given on campus that we recorded that we will share with our audience. Um, the name of that conference was An Ancient Philosopher Retires. <laughs> and that is a pun because Pat is both an ancient philosopher <laughs> and an ancient philosopher. Pat has published books on the pre-Socratics, notably Parmenides and Anaxagoras, Pat will also tell you that she is 150 years old, so she's also ancient. Right. That's awesome. So Pat, in this instance, is Dr. Patricia Kurd, exactly who was a right. part of this department for decades and retired last spring. So say a little bit about Pat and her career and what she's meant to ancient philosophy. It's hard to not say too much about what um, what Pat is known for. I mean, she's one of the founding members of the International Association for Pre-Socratic Studies. This is Dan Graham's baby, if you will. Dan Graham is a professor in philosophy at Brigham Young University. Retiring this year, Pat will be out there for a conference to celebrate him. But she's published influential studies on the legacy of Parmenides, where she works through not just what Parmenides was up to, but the post-Parmenideans, figures like Anaxagoras, Empedocles, Leucippus, Democritus, and, Mm. in Pat's own view, Plato, who she considers the last of the pre-Socratics. She has Mm. a contribution to the Toronto series in pre-Socratic studies on Anaxagoras. It's probably the book if you want to understand what Anaxagoras is up to. And then numerous articles on pre-Socratic philosophy, including one that I still find myself conflicted about, uh, whether or not Democritus, one of the 5th century BCE atomists, was a skeptic. There's a strong line to be made that he is. Pat says no. And she makes a very powerful case that uh, we should think of him differently when it comes to his epistemology. Would you say you're skeptical 
of her position. <laughs> <laughs> this guy right I, here. I work Saturday nights too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see me two nights this weekend. Um now you have a funny story, kind of a funny little anecdote about your relationship with um Dr. Kurd in terms of being a potential advisor when you were a grad student. Did you wanna share yeah, that? Yeah, I, I would love to share this. So when I was a master's student at Georgia State University, I applied out to PhD programs, and one of the programs I applied to was Purdue, because I wanted to work with Pat. And I was accepted here, there was a generous offer in terms of funding, uh, and then when I got accepted to the University of California, Santa Barbara, I went there. I didn't come here. And this was particularly awkward because I had met Pat in Merida, in Mexico, earlier that year. And at, like at a conference or something? Yeah, at, a, at yeah. a conference. It was the third meeting of the International Association for Pre-Socratic Studies. And it was, I mean, it was wonderful. Pat was incredibly welcoming. And she was, uh, well, I, I don't know what more to say than that. I mean, she was just a, a wonderful person to talk to. And I ended up going to Santa Barbara. I didn't come here to Purdue. And I always felt bad about this because of how wonderful it was to spend time with Pat. And so when I finished the doctorate and I had the opportunity to come here, I jumped at it. I thought there could be no better opportunity than to finally kind of pay off the debt that I felt like I had That's awesome. to Pat and spend three years with her. And uh, it's it's been incredible to not only be able to throw the conference, but just hang out with Pat. Yeah. What more could awesome. you ask for? Right. That's awesome. I have a quick anecdote. When I was a freshman here, I came in as undecided and I'd maybe thought about psychology or communications a long time ago. But when I was a freshman here that spring, I took Phil 111, uh, our intro to ethics course, which I think was like a general ed, you know, satisfied some requirements or whatever taught by Dr. Patricia Kurd. Yeah. And by the end of that semester decided I need to major in philosophy uh, she was like the director of undergraduate studies slash, um, you know, like advisor for the program then actually went into her office to tell her that I wanted to major in philosophy. And she gave me this great speech about how you're never going to make money. It's a terrible career choice. You are going to be unhappy. And then she was like, well, that's just something they tell me that I have to tell students. Um, and I just said, thanks, I appreciate that, but I still want to go forward with it. And she was like, okay, then you just have to sign this piece of paper. The point is you don't go into this discipline if you're hoping to make a whole bunch of money or be famous or whatever. You go into this discipline because you love wisdom and you're trying to understand the nature of reality. This is what it's all about. And if that's something that grips you, more than anything else, look, challenges will come regardless of where you are, right? But you should pursue what you love because that is what you love. And that's what gives you purpose. And that's what drives you. And that's what gets you out of bed every morning. So in a way, Pat gave you the right advice. If you think all these other things are going to happen, then don't come here. But if this is what's really important to you, figuring out the basic nature of reality, trying to understand what it is, to be a good human being, then this is what we do. And this is why you should be here. You're making me so inspired. And honestly, now I feel I feel really badly because I wish that I had been a better philosopher 
in my life. You, that was so inspiring, and thank you for saying that. I feel like I do love wisdom, um, but now I just wish I had worked harder in the classroom. So I'm sorry, Dr. Kurd, if you thought I was a Bush League student, but thanks for being a great advisor um, and a great member of this department. So somewhere around, I want to say the dates were April 25th and 26th of 2019, or 24th, 25th, somewhere around there. Um, it was a Friday and Saturday, lovely weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. We and by that I mean you, invited people into town, former colleagues, fellow students, cohorts, advisors, philosophers in ancient philosophy that are closely associated with Pat, both philosophically and personally. That's exactly right. We had an all-star lineup. We had Pat's former dissertation advisor, Alexander Nehamas, was here. And we also had several colleagues of hers for many years, including Richard McEurahan, Carl Huffman, um, Jim Lesher. We had a, a junior colleague, if you will, Vanessa DeHarvin, who's at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, and our own Dan Frank, who has known Pat for over 40 years. They were graduate students together. <laughs> And uh, it, it was a wonderful time, a spectacular conference. You really couldn't have asked for anything better than what we had over that weekend. It was a great way to send Pat off. It's something that uh, she deserves, and it was a blessing to be able to take part in that and to organize it and to put it out. And I have to say, you were obviously very influential in developing this conference, putting it all together. You were a great host. Um, I know everybody felt the same way, but just to give you credit that it's due, um, really, you did a great job hosting it. And I also want to say thank you for helping me do this series intro. But I should say we will give an individual intro to each of the talks when we roll them out, um, where we'll say a little bit more about, you know, the individual speaker and the talk itself. Um, but today just wanted to sort of set up the, well, what PatFest was in general, um, and what really just a great, as you said, just a great moment, a great way to send her off in style. The one thing I wanted to mention, and you can say more about this, I mean, that's awesome, the academic connections, um, like working with Dan Frank as a graduate student, um, that Alexander Nehamas was her dissertation advisor, you said. I mean, those are just awesome connections, and that everyone stayed together and in touch for so long. As someone who does not study ancient philosophy, one of the things, and so by that I should say, I don't know these people personally. I've met the other than Dan Frank, who's my office neighbor, um, and obviously Dr. Kurt herself. But one of the things I noticed was the familiarity. I mean, it really felt like it was a family reunion. And I just thought that was so awesome. Everybody was so supportive and also really seemed to know each other personally and care. And it was such a nice conference in that way, because a lot of times academic conferences can be a little stale just because people are there for professional reasons. But this just seemed so warm and friendly. Yeah, this was certainly a group of friends coming together to celebrate the career of listen, I'll just be honest, one of the most distinguished and important scholars of ancient philosophy in recent history. Um, Just to set up the talks, so we have five of the six talks. There were six speakers over two days. We have five of the six talks that we can share. Um, The first three, I believe the order is Vanessa DeHarvin, Carl Huffman, Alexander Nehamas. That's right. They're sort of thematically related because they um, all deal with Plato um, Mm -hmm. and maybe... 
pieces of the Republic in particular, if not all the talks, some of them, but they're very Plato-centric. That's exactly right. And then the second two we'll roll out will be our colleague here, Dan Frank, Mm -hmm. and Richard McKeerahan, Mm -hmm. um, because there's sort of a thematic connection to those as well. That's exactly right. So with Vanessa DeHarvin, we have her focusing on an argument at the end of Book 5 of The Republic that has to do with the distinction between the philosophers and the lovers of sights and sounds. And then Carl, where's the connection there in terms of... So Carl Huffman recognizes that Plato is very inspired or influenced, however it is you want to put it, by the Pythagoreans, and he uses the Republic as a springboard to talk about a particular Pythagorean that he thinks plays into the way in which er, uh, Plato is thinking about moral virtue in Mm. the Republic. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then with Alexander Nehamas, we have a a return to classic form. As I I mentioned to you before we were recording this, you know, Alexander's early work is on Platonic metaphysics. He's very concerned with Plato's claim that there's a kind of imperfection of the sensible world. And then he goes off and he writes some stuff on literature, on aesthetics, on Nietzsche, whatever. And then he comes back to it. And he uses the Republic as a springboard for what's going on in the Parmenides, where Plato does something admirable. He says, look, I might have got this wrong for the first time. uh, (laughs) And I'm going to level some criticisms against the early theory of forms I'm going to try and rebuild it in a way that I think will avoid some of these criticisms. And we see Alexander laying out that project. And you really couldn't be um, more inspired by, by that talk. I mean, it was just it's That was incredible. amazing. I mean, that yeah. was, they all were. Um, but I remember um, seeing that talk in particular and thinking this is like really a philosopher at work. Um, but again, we can say more about those when we do the, the talk intros. Um, So I think over the next few weeks, we will roll out one of these every Friday until we have all five of them out. And remember the first three, Vanessa DeHarvin, Carl Huffman, Alexander Nehamas, Mm -hmm. and then the second two, Dan Frank, Richard McKeerahan, are thematically related. Um, We should also say that Jim Lesher gave a talk, but unfortunately we don't have the audio for that. But that was also, it was a great way to end the the conference. Um, And yeah, apologies that we don't have that audio available. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that things played out that way, but, you know, sometimes that happens when we have to deal with fancy pants technology. Um, But I'll just say as the person who organized the conference... I didn't know that Jim was going to give the talk he was going to give at the end of the conference. I knew it was going to be on the pre-Socratics and on poetry, but it really was this wonderful opportunity to bring things to a close in such a, in a way, lighthearted, but also um, intellectually engaging. We really couldn't have asked for anything better. And it's unfortunate that we won't be able to share the talk, but it was spectacular. The whole conference was spectacular. Um, So we hope you enjoy these lectures. This is part of season three. Uh, Spoiler for everyone out there, we're getting interviews scheduled now for season three proper, which will be on music and philosophy. And then those will be coming out on our typical Wednesday afternoon when we get those recorded. But in the meantime, we're going to share these um, Pat Fest talks with you. So Michael Augustine, uh, thank you so much for coming in here today. Thank you for helping set up the series. And to our listeners, we hope that you enjoy these. These are great professional, like awesome talks to Dr. 
Patricia Kurd. Thank you so much for all the amazing things you did for your students, undergraduate and graduate over the years, your colleagues, and this department. I'm very happy to be able to share these talks and, and say thank you for your career, um, Dr. Kurd, if you're out there listening. Nice to see you around the department every once and again. Don't be a stranger. Stop by and say hi. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And next up will be, I guess, episode one, which is Vanessa DeHarvin's talk. So thank you. Michael, thank you again. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's an honor. And uh, I can't do enough to celebrate Pat. I mean, she deserves it more than anybody. Awesome. The Grindstone is brought to you by the Department of Philosophy at Purdue University and is supported by the College of Liberal Arts at Purdue. Our intro and outro music is by Al Terity. You can follow the Department of Philosophy at Purdue on Facebook at Philosophy at Purdue, on Twitter at Philo, all caps, P-H-I-L-O, underscore Purdue, and on Instagram at Philo underscore Purdue.